This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, and I'm happy to have you folks listening in at this time. And I do like to hear from many of you, and I ask you to pray for me. And then I also ask you to help me with the broadcast. But this is the Old Trailblazer, Pastor Pendarvis. We bring you this study now on the blood on the mercy seat. We were looking there in our last study about how that we have an eternal, our, our Father, our God, all-powerful, sitting on the right hand of God, intervening, interceding for his children. Oh, my friend, listen, listen. He is all-wise, all-powerful, all-loving, all-merciful. Therefore, you and I need not fear what man can do for us or unto us, for he's our living high priest. The psalmist said in Psalms 57, In the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. Why would David say that? It was because Christ was on the throne. Christ was on the throne, my friend, the omnipotent one. That's what we we are honing in or, or zeroing in, that God is on the throne. God, a very God. He was seated at the, on the throne for us, and he knows each one of us by our names and all the circumstances of our lives. He bids us rest with peace in his love. Therefore, we can sit at his feet uh, in quietness, knowing that he will not rest until he works everything for our good. Isn't that grace? Isn't that a great thing? Then David said again in Psalm 56, What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Now, I, that's the old trailblazer's motto. And, and I, wish I, could, I wish I could do that. When I'm afraid, I will trust in the Lord. That, that's, that's a gracious saying, isn't it? You, are you ever fearful? Oh, the old trailblazer, fearful. Yes, sir. Brother Spurgeon said every time he went in his pulpit, if his knees weren't knocking together, he knew something was wrong because he, he was always fearful. Believer, isn't it marvelous just to know the Lord? Just to know the Lord. I ask you oftentimes, you know, the old trailblazer has a reputation of being honest with you, being true to your soul. So I ask you uh, time and time again, are you saved? Do you have that assurance? Do you have that that knowledge, that inside information that you know the Lord, that Christ died for you? Can you look up in the starry skies at night and say, thank you, Lord, for saving an old sinner just like me? You know, we are nothing. We have nothing. No, we saw that in our last study of two or three, that we bring nothing to the Lord. We come as just an empty vessel, my friend, uh, poured out, all poured out like water. Isn't it grace upon grace to know that we have such a Savior? A Savior, my friend. How, how, how we've gotten away from, from praising the Lord for what he has done for us, becoming our Savior and our Redeemer at the right hand of God who liveth to make intercession for us and who is concerned with all of our problems and our trials and our joys and our heartaches and our sorrows. The Lord, the Lord knows those things, my friend. Don't, don't think that God is, is so far removed from us that we can't come there and pour out our hearts. No, he's our mercy seat, and we can come to him with every need, every joy, with every sorrow, with every problem. And, and when folks won't have the gospel, I can come there, Lord, thou knowest, thou knowest uh, that they won't come, but thou can bring them. I know when family members and loved ones won't, they, they, they turn their back on the Lord and 
and, and just won't come and won't trust the Lord and won't close in with Christ and won't take the blame. Won't. No, I know that. I know. I can't do it. I can't, I can't open your heart. I can't change your heart. I can't do one thing. But I can ask the Lord to. I have a, I have a, I have a place of, where I can come to the Lord. I can go there to the mercy seat, pour out my heart for my family, for my loved ones, for my congregation, and for you. For you, I have people write me, call me on a regular basis. Pastor, pray for me. I'm lost. I do that. I call your name in prayer. I call your name here. We have a men's group of prayer on Saturday afternoon, every Saturday. We call your name in prayer. If you write us, let us know. It's not just for the sick. It's for the lost. It's for the for the out, down and out, <clears throat> for the rebel, for the contemptible, for those who see themselves worthless and, 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 and knowing that they're going to hell. That's right, knowing they're going to hell. But, my friend, you don't have to do that. You don't have to go to hell. No, hell's not a pleasant place. Like I told you about my old, old boy I saw there in the storehouse in New Orleans one morning, and I'd seen him a few times, and I said, Say, friend, uh, where are you going to spend eternity? He said, In hell with my friends. And it just broke my heart. And I said, Mister, they ain't, they don't, there won't be no friends in hell. That's a misconception. You think that's just a, a playhouse where there'll be barbecuing and hamburgers? And No, no. The Bible describes hell as an awful place, my friend. You don't want to go there. And he turned around and left and walked off. But my friend, I know I know what folks think. I, I, I know the Bible says you willed, W-I-L-L-E-D, you willed not to come to me that you might have life. You know why folks are not saved? Because their will has never been broken. I have folks write me and say, Trailblazer, you stepped on my toes. Well, it's usually because you're living in sin. I tell folks, I said, you can't be saved shacking up. You know, there's so much of that going on today, and you, you hardly know who's married and who's shacking. That's right. But, my friend, you can't you can't be saved shacking up. The Lord will save you, but you won't be shacking up when he saves you. You'll be crying out against that. You'll be crying out against your, your dope operation. You'll be crying out against your, your beer-guzzling days. You'll be crying out against those things. Lord, wash me. Wash me in thy blood. Cleanse me, Lord. Take charge of my heart and life. Save me. The old trailblazer said you'd save me. I will. Lord, save you, my friend. And he show you that mercy seat. Oh, that's our, that's our, our, our pleading ground, my friend. The mercy seat. And listen, uh, I saw that scripture there. It said, what time... I'm afraid I will trust thee. Isn't that marvelous, my friend? He's our mercy seat. We can come to him with every need, every joy. And how do we come? How do we come empty-handed? Oh, my friend, sinner, you come empty-handed. You don't have anything. I come there confessing my sins, confessing my weaknesses, confessing my needs, and I go away filled. I go away with every need supplied. may not be just like I like it, but it's what they want what the Lord wants, I go away. And that's what the crucified, buried, risen, exalted at the right hand of God means to me, a poor old sinner saved by grace. That's what I am, my friend. Folks ask me, how am I doing? I said, I'm doing a lot better than I deserve. A lot better than I deserve. Why do you say that? Because I deserve to be cast out because I'm an awful person, my friend. But listen, listen, I wish in connection with this sauce you'd read Romans eight thirty one through 34 go there and read it when the when the trailblazer goes off go there and read we'll read that whole eighth chapter of roman if you will i often tell you to read the first three or four chapters talking about the total depravity of man but you go there and read that eighth chapter 
in one verse it says, who can, who can be, who can condemn us? Who can condemn us? Oh, my friend, listen, in Leviticus 17, 11, we find these words. It is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. You know what atonement means, my friend? You know what the word atonement means? We, we, we do a little Bible study, don't we? I, I know uh, I, I like to do that. The word atonement means covering. It means covering. You go back there when Noah was building the ark, and the Lord told him to pitch it within and without with pitch. Well, that word a pitch, it was atonement. It was covered. It was a covering, my friend. There will I meet with thee, and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat. My friend, can I turn this message to you for just a moment that we have left? And by the Spirit of God, could I lead you there to the mercy seat? Let me just sit down by your side and talk with you about your soul's condition. Let me just say, uh, have you ever felt your need of salvation? Have you ever just felt like you needed to be saved? Have you ever bowed your head and said, I wish I could be saved. I wish I knew Christ. Then, my friend, have you ever sought salvation as one who might obtain it or perish and go to hell? Have you ever laid aside everything and said, I, I, I just must be saved? I've got to know the Lord. Nothing else matters. Then if so, let me talk to you for just a moment, a little while. You know, when once you feel your burden of sin and the wrath of God abiding upon your soul, you find that you have spent your whole life without God. Then, sinner, you begin to cry, what must I do to be saved? And let me tell you something. The cry of an awakened soul, Oh, God, be merciful to me, a sinner, finds God in the very attitude of grace, and then you're ready to be pointed to the mercy seat where you can find grace. Let me say again, the mercy seat was the lid of the Ark of the Covenant. It was sprinkled with blood seven times, which typified the blood of Christ that cleanses us from all sin. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. I know today we have so much of this. Come on down to the front. Shake the preacher's hand. Trust, trust Jesus. Turn over a new leaf. Make a decision for Jesus. Come on, be baptized. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, speak in tongues as evidence. None of that means anything, my friend. Salvation is coming to Christ as a poor old sinner with nothing at all. Nothing in his hand. I bring nothing in my hand I bring, simply to the cross I cling. Oh, Lord, take hold of our folks, even today is my prayer. My friend, don't, don't neglect, don't neglect your soul. Don't do that. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? I tell you, my friend, my heart is, a, is, is beat down today, closing out the week, my friend, May, may, it be, may it be today that you would turn to the Lord. And then, uh, if you would, let me know. Just, just write me a note and say, Pastor, you know the Lord saved this old sinner. I have folks do that. And it's the joy of my heart. And then I, I can rejoice with you. I will. I can rejoice with you. And knowing that the battles that you will go through, you say, well, isn't that the end of everything when I get saved? No, no. The Christian life is a battle, my friend. Day by day, it's a battle, but the Lord furnishes the grace. Day by day, you walk, learn something today, tomorrow, learn something else tomorrow. You learn that God's grace is sufficient. Even the Apostle Paul said, thy grace is sufficient. I wish I could sit down by your side and tell you how much Christ loves you, my friend. 
what he did, what he's done for you there on the cross. But the old trailblazer, uh, oftentimes I just I just am at a loss for what to say. But I would I would tell you that Christ died to save sinners. Came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And he and he says, uh, I'll never leave thee, nor will I ever forsake thee. Uh, that's a gracious portion. I'll never leave thee. I'll never leave thee, nor will I forsake thee. And in another place, he says, come now, let us reason together. You know, you can reason with the Lord. Go out there somewhere behind the barn and by yourself and reason with the Lord. Lord, you know what a sinner I am. The old trailblazer said, I can reason with you. If you do that, I appreciate it. And uh, you appreciate it the rest of your life. And then, if you will, help me with the broadcast just a little and pray for me. Pray for the old trailblazer. Kind of weary and kind of worn out. But the Lord has given me grace to go on and uh, ask the Lord for more grace for me. And remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my, re- my website, radiomissions.org. Till next time, goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis invites you to listen to the Radio Missions Internet radio station that presents the old Trailblazer broadcast, Voice of Truth broadcast, weekly sermons, and music 24 hours a day. For information and a link to listen, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. And be sure to join us again each Monday through Friday on this station for the old Trailblazer broadcast with Pastor Albert Pendarvis. 